You are watching Weird, a weekly live stream featuring survival horror, science fiction, and fantasy authors Alan Gamboa, Scott Baker, Richard Stucci, and Hadley Thorne. They get together to discuss, debate, and dissect the latest new movie releases, personal recommendations, and their week-by-week after-viewing responses to a current streaming series. Like, follow, and subscribe to Weird Realities on all our social media at Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Weird Realities, and that's weird with the Y. Be sure to check out our webpage and subscribe to our monthly newsletter where we highlight our partners, followers, weird kids, talk latest books, releases, and more. That's at www.weirdrealities.net. Happy Thursday, everybody. Howdy. Hey. Finally in October. <laughs> I know. And it's still hot here. <laughs> I know. It was like 80 for two or three days in a row up here. Well, that's like 90 is here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, let me see. This week, it's, I mean, it's actually like 73 right now. And oh, we have a 20% chance of rain. But yeah. Oh, we're getting a cold front. It's going to be in the 60s. Oh. I'm just hoping up here it's nice this weekend because I got that outdoor Salem haunted happening. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Are you going to video yeah. it for us? I'm going to take videos of it, yes. Landa's here. So hey, Mike. Landa. Mike's doing it. Evening. Hey, Mike. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Ristucci is not going to be on tonight. He oh. is going to bed. He is feeling under the weather. Oh, that's too bad. I'm violating, violating his HIPAA rights by saying that. Mr. Ritucci <laughs> is at Area 51 conducting technological research on the new UFO that was found in China last week. Oh, wow. Man, good for him. He is a scientist. Yes. Right? They, they know everything. They do everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so that means Hallie gets to explain a show tonight, and you get to explain a show tonight. So, I'm, I'm doing my pick. My pick was the Dampier. So. Oh, Dampier. Do we want to do Dampier first? We don't. I, we don't have to, but we could. Are we going to well, do our question of the week first? Ash Hall oh. is in the house. Hey, Ash. Well, let's do our question of the week and uh, Happy Halloween month, everybody. Um, let's do our question first. What is the scariest book you've ever read? Ooh. I could tell you mine right off the bat. Go ahead. Peter Straub's ghost story. Uh, there was a line in there where a guy turns into a werewolf and it just made the hairs in the back of my neck stand up. Hmm. Uh, I read it. Well, I was probably about 19 when I read 18 or 19 when I read it, but that scared the, the that's the scariest book to me. I've read. Tony and Max are here. Hello. Um, Hello. Evening, guys. There is no book that scared me. I'm, I'm getting to the point I'm immune from that. However, the one book that disturbed me that I felt very uncomfortable reading was McCormick's The Road. Oh, really? And that's because it was so realistic. Yeah. You know, there, there was no fighting zombies. There was no breaking into stores to ransack it. The world had gone to absolute crap. And these people were trying to survive under the worst possible conditions. And, you know, by the end of the book, I'm like, 
why do we even, why did you guys even bother? I would have put that under those conditions. I probably would have put a gun to my head a long time ago. Well, we all, we have that where we need to go on. That's what I feel is you need to go <laughs> till you stop. You know, I don't know. That's just me. As long as we, as long as we have candy corn, that would be the only thing not eaten before the apocalypse. <laughs> then I'm fine. <laughs> Hadley, what about you? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to have to. Okay, so The Stand really scared me when I was young. I read it when I was probably in the fourth or fifth grade, which I probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, that was, And apparently it stuck with me because I've had a zombie apocalypse planned since like 1985. So that should say something about my personality. <laughs> but... Um, but not to say recently, and I know that, you know, we know him, but Jonathan Mayberry writes some frightening stuff. Yeah, he does. It's different, though. You did know? you did you read Ghost Road Blues? Yes. That's oh, one that got me. And then there's a short story that he did that um, it's in that it's in that like town. So it's in that world. But um. It's a short story, and I listened to it on my way to the coast a couple of months ago. And I mean, it stuck with me. You know, it's one of those that it just kind of—he just—he has such great visualizations in it. Yeah. But Ghost Road Blues is the character that he wrote, and that is is a terrifying character. It, like like you said, when you're older, you don't get as scared. Things do make you feel uncomfortable or whatever. But when you're younger, like when I was when I read ghost story like i'd probably read it now and it'd probably be like oh you know uh wow but i was was just at the perfect age to you know for it to frighten me but i I don't know what's got got me too i don't know if i was just psychologically off from a very young age or my mother probably was that was my reason (laughs) but i liked horror and my mother gave me horror books to read and the first things i got reading were jules verne edgar Allan poe Uh, you know so you know when you're reading this stuff it's like you know ah they buried a guy alive in the wall ha 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 he deserved it (laughs) so you know when i finally switched over to the first real contemporary horror book my mother gave me and it like changed my life literally was the manitou by graham masterton the one about the indian medicine man who comes back on the woman's chest and they think it's a tumor and they x-ray it and he's born a tumor it's not a tumor (laughs) and he comes back as this deformed creature that's uh, trying to kill everyone you know that would have terrified most i'm 10 years old sitting there three in the morning like yeah no, I read that one too. It was it's a good book. Yeah. It's so huge too. And yeah. then you see the movie. Oh god, the movie. The movie. Yeah. It see, does the not movie, that's a movie I would like to see them remake. Yeah. And I love all of Grand Masterton stuff. I mean the the Devils of D-Day. Where the Nazis raised like 13 demons and put them in tiger tanks and then made sure that one of the tiger tanks never made it back to base so they could keep the demons nullified. Oh, what? Devils of D-Day. It is. It's a fascinating book. You know what we really need to do? What? Drink heavily? We we need not all that too, but um, we really need to do a list, like a, a top list of all of our readers and writers on our website 
Because I mean, I know, like, if I, I'd never heard of that book, and I know Alan's always mentioning stuff that I want to read, and it would be nice to be able to refer back to when I'm book shopping. Okay. Yeah, I I used to read a lot. I don't read so much anymore. Which oh is God, shame. no. You know, I never get to read. I, I always say, all right, I'm going to knock off around 2.30, 3 o'clock. I'm going to sit in front of the TV and read. And the next thing I know, friends asleep in my lap and the book's on the floor. So. <laughs> you're and, not mentioning that you're napping too. Oh, I'm not sound asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tilt one back. Uh, gosh, I was the one that said drinking heavily. So I think <laughs> you've already had too much. <laughs> I'm on it. Mountain Dew Zero. Uh, Major melon. There we go. Yes. Iced coffee. Black. <laughs> no oh. sugar. Like I tell the girl at Dunkin' Donuts, I like my coffee like I like my soul. Cold and dark. Cold and dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note, let's get started. All right. Okay. Um, so the movie of the, re the week was um, Mr. Harrigan's Phone. Right. And my choice of the week was Dampire. Dampier, however you say it. I think it's a tomato tomato thing. Right. Um, well, do you want uh Scott, do you wanna do do you wanna do the movie description or are you how are you set up for one or I will do the movie description for Mr. Harrigan's phone because Hadley wants to do Dampier. Okay. Uh let's let's start with Dampier then. I can see Hadley's all ready to go. Not really. I'm winging it. I was hoping Mr. Restucci would be here. Um, so I've been wanting to see this movie since I saw previews. I'll know that I try and keep up with the trailers of what's coming out so we can kind of have an idea of what, what we're going to be watching. And I saw this and I thought, oh my God, this is going to be so great. I was not disappointed. <clears throat> the plot of this movie, which by the way is based on a comic book series, is that the plot is set in the Balkan War in the early 90s, and it's Harlan Draka wanders the countryside, shamelessly making money with these, um, him and his friend are a con artist, pretending to be a vampire, half human, half vampire, and they're just kind of stumbling through working these villagers that believe they're these evil monsters well surprise surprise he gets called um back by these soldiers who know him and they're actually under attack by real vampires and have been, they've been sent to get him so he kind of finds out the truth that he actually is a vampire and the story goes from there and he's you know at war with these vampires and i mean the setting of this movie was just perfect. If y'all like vampires, you know that I love them. And it had that ap apocalyptic flair. Um, it had, it was just gritty. It was gritty and good. And the vampire was just totally amazing. I love the smoke with the fire in it. And it was just incredible visually. I mean, I can't say anything bad about this movie. I'm not going to go into it at all because everybody in this chat room needs to watch this movie. So um, I'm leaving it at that. And I'm going to say I get this one before we, anybody else even talks. It's a five star for me. Um, this one, the setting in this was unique. You know, uh, the war, the Balkans in the 90s. 
it I don't it was kind of a weird crossbreed of a movie because it's like it wanted to be like um Van Helsing, but yet you had the grittiness of the war, you know, and the sadness of the war. Um, so the two the way they did it was it was okay. I I, I did enjoy this movie. Um, but I think it wanted to be a bigger film. Um and I think maybe there's stuff that was edited out. It moved rather, once it got going, it moved rather fast. Um, so it seems like there were pieces missing. Well, to me, that's the comic book aspect of it. Yeah. Is, I mean, we don't know how much of the liturgy has been cut out. Right. Um, because it, it did jump from like his birth, which was yeah. hundreds of years ago, to now. So there's obviously a big scope in what happened to the baby. What happened... Right. You know, he was raised by these three witches, or were they the brides? I've got, yeah. a, I've got questions. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't go into, into that. But I think that's, I mean, what, how I left the movie was, I've got to find these comic books and read them. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I, I don't think they were the brides, um, because he wasn't Dracula. Um, I think they were just witches that were protecting the damn fear keeping him alive so the vampires couldn't eliminate him. Yeah. I... Did you see the end though? Yes, and I don't want to give it away. But okay. even even then I still don't think they were the brides. I just think they were the they were the witches. And then they were kick ass witches. <laughs> well I am gonna give a spoiler because I have to I have to make a comment about it. In the very first scene when the lightning's crackling and the old thing and the baby's being born and that witch is at the uh, window, her face going from youthful and beautiful to the old crone was mm -hmm. fucking sharp. Yeah. <laughs> Hadley, we got a cuss from Hadley there. Y'all yeah. know, y'all look forward to it. They're, they're pro they probably have a drinking game for it now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was, um, like I said, I like the setting of it, and it it was entertaining. It wasn't anything what I thought it would be. The poster for this does not do the movie justice. It makes it look like a romantic movie, and it's not. There's really no romance in it, though, because you think the main guy and the gal vampire, but it's more her and the commander, you mm -hmm. know, because you could tell they have a tension between them. And it's more than just being pissed at each other, but they never go in depth. That's probably going to be in the, you know, for the next movie. Uh, I like to call him low budget uh, Wolverine because he kind of looked like Wolverine. The actors in this, the main vampire, do you know who that was? David Morrison. Yeah. His voice was like, Oh, I know that voice. That It's the governor. Yes. And that was very cool. I like that. Um, and all the all the other actors except for his the commander soldiers, none of them are Serbian, Bosnian, anything like that. They're all Australian, uh, European, or or, um, or American actors. So that was pretty good because I actually thought this was a foreign movie that way. But it was it was really good. It was it was entertaining. Um, and the Drac guy, he's played by Luke Roberts, who. Um, was in a lot of TV series and stuff. Um, I can't ransom. I think is one of them. I don't know if you ever seen ransom. It's a Canadian show. Anyway, 
I enjoyed this. It well, was good. Pick. The van, the the main vampire in it was the governor from right. Walking it, Dead. I'm, I'm yeah. spoiler. Yeah. I kept, I kept sending Rich photos of Snape and and photos of the girl from the ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was he was he wasn't really recognizable. No. Because you his know. hair was in his face. No, and I'm like the like you said, uh, the voice. It's like I know this actor, and I'm looking at him, and the the long hair covering the face. And it was only during the end credits that it was like, holy crap. Yeah. Morrissey makes a epic bad guy. Yeah, he does. He did a really good job. I mean, this was really uh, entertaining. And the the female vampire, she was in that um, Vikings uh, sequel, Valhalla. She plays uh, Freitas. Freitas. I didn't, she didn't even look like that. I was like, oh, okay. If you've watched that series, you know, well, this, this, this show was, I was glad that it lived up to my expectations because I was really looking forward to it. Y'all know I love apocalyptic vampire tales. That's what I'm actually writing one now, as y'all probably know. Um, and it's just, it was so well done. That Balkan background really, really just, it, it was just perfect. Yeah, it was, it was good. Because it, it had that old world kind of mm-hmm. vibe to it, but still, you know. Before I jump in, Max, if you take a shot every time Fred acts up and I yell at him, you're going to be drunk within the first 10 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> see, I liked the fact that it was set in the Balkans in 92 because it was a slaughter zone. And nobody would really be knowing if it was vampires or humans, you know, the mercenaries doing it. I went into this movie with, I go into all the movies with no expectations. I mean, some of them are so horribly bad. Some of them are horribly bad on purpose. (laughs) Killing. Um, (laughs) This movie is fantastic. It starts out on a high action note and it keeps on going. There's very few there's very few moments when it slows down and you're like, oh, I can't wait to get this to the end of this. The acting was brilliant. I mean, the mercenaries were assholes. Yeah. Um, I liked the contradictory aspects of uh Tesla, the the female vampire. Um the relationship and what happens between um the Dampier and his manager uh, yeah. is very good. And just when Morrissey goes into full vampire mode near that end scene, it is just, it is phenomenal. Um, my favorite scene, and I'm not going to describe it, people will understand why, is when the three of them, the head of the mercenaries, the Dampier and Tesla, run into the former mercenaries that had been turned into vampires. I was laughing my ass off at that scene. Hey, Mona. Hi, Mona. But this was a fantastic movie. Um, I think everything about this, the cinematography was great. The acting was really good. The plot was good. The setting was good. I mean, setting in the Balkans in 1992... Yeah, I agree with you, Hadley. Eh, you know, where was he during those three hundreds of years period? But, you know, by the time 10, 15 minutes into the movie, you didn't care. 
No. No. It, it was good. I'm going to give this one a 4.8. But this is now one of my top 10 vampire movies. Yeah. It crushed it. it I mean, I'm going to, I'm hesitant to say this because I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to make somebody mad, but I think this might be better than Blade. No, I, I, I disagree with you. See, Blade is completely different. Blade is an action adventure. Yeah, you know this. But it's also a comic book. Yeah. Well, so was Thirty Days a Night. See, I. No, that this... was a graphic novel. That's different. What? <laughs> a graphic... It's different. Graphic novels are like they're more short. No, all right, I'll grant you that one. Comic See, books I... are ongoing forever. See, I put this in the 30 Days a Night category. It was great. I loved it. The vampires were just cruel and evil. There was no redeeming qualities to them except for Tesla. Um, going back to Tony's question, the Goran special effects were good. I don't know if they were practical. But I mean, what do you guys yeah. think? I didn't. I didn't catch the, I mean, there was definitely CGI with all the fireworks, you know, and the red glows, but I think most of the, like the bloody scenes and, you know, the next turnover were, were special effects. What do you guys yeah. think? I think they're, yeah, there was a, a good mix of practical and, and CGI. I think they did it pretty good. So if you can tell, you know, when they were doing the, yeah, but it was meant to be. Yeah. Uh, which one was this on? Netflix? Uh, it's I think it's on Prime, but you have to buy it. Yeah, it's pay-per-view right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. It. I mean, I doubt. I, it. Pretty sure it'll be out shortly. Let me look and see. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, the cover of it just does it a disservice. I think it makes it look like a romantic. Yeah. Movie well, I mean, that's just marketing. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I think the marketing should have been maybe a little different. Than that. And that oh, was yeah. another, that was another thing I liked about it. It didn't become a love story between her and one of the guys. Right. Right. Though I think her and the commander, was it Gorka? Gorka? Or something yeah. like that. So you can buy this for $12.99 on Amazon or you can rent it for $5.99. Totally worth six bucks. Uh, buy it. If, if you're going to rent it for six. Yeah, this is what I'm going to buy. This yeah. Spend the extra six and buy it. Um, I don't know if there was... Go ahead, take this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to defend my stance on the Blade thing. Blade yeah. was great for the one movie, but the other two movies didn't really follow up. And this one already set up to me, I want to see the prequel. I want to see the after. I want to know where this is going. I want to know the backstory. I want to know everything about this. And I did not have that same um, curiosity about Blade. Blade was a great movie, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's one of my top five. But really, it was a, it was a standalone movie. I'm going to disagree with you on one thing. I love Blade 2 a little bit more than Blade 1. Blade 3, it was a Ryan Reynolds movie, and they included Blade in it. So. Yeah. Well, they were, they were trying to do the Sons of Midnight thing in blade three you know they're hannibal king before. and yeah. yeah and all that and it didn't work very well mm -mm. but it was a fun movie uh, 
I thought it was fun. People will hate it. Well, I went to see it, but I mean, not my favorite. Yeah, Blade Two is great because it's got the team of vampire mercenaries. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that. So, I, I, this is a good movie, Hadley. I, I wouldn't say it's, in my opinion, which means a lot, of course. I, I don't think it's better. It's a good movie. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I was surprised. You know, I thought Hadley pick a vampire movie. Oh my gosh, it's going to be all romance. No, That's not true. I'm I picked Steakland, asshole. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding you. Let them swear, Andrew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I was really surprised. It was really good. Not that Hadley picked or anything. I just, from like I said, from the cover of it, I thought, oh, here we go. A triangle of, you know, some kind of love triangle. And no, it was a totally different movie. And I, it was good. I recommend it to everybody. It caught my attention in the first five minutes and kept it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I actually, when I stop working to watch a movie, that movie is phenomenal. And I spent more time watching this movie and rewinding it to watch the scenes over than I did actually writing. So, so you rewound this movie more times than Debbie Does Dallas. No, 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 that movie, <laughs> that tape broke after an hour and a half. <laughs> I, I'll give this one a 4.5. And I hope they make a sequel because they did leave it yeah. open. The only bad thing about the sequel, well, no, I can't say anything. So. Yeah. But no, this, go see this, rent it, we're going to go see it. Yes, you will not be disappointed. See it. Yes, you won't be. It's, it's, a, it's I'm a still standing by it was fresh. It had a whole new background. It had a modern spin on it that wasn't like ordinary. It was different. It was mm -hmm. unique. I enjoyed the F out of it. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, there, <laughs> oh, there's only one F in it, right? So, Damn I think we should start the drinking game. Every time Hadley swears, every time I have to discipline Fred, or every time Fred runs behind the sofa behind me. I get tickled because when I'm watching you, and I, I don't, uh, it's little on my screen, but um, I'll see his little tail like a shark fin. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> coming to get you. So, I think I don't. I don't think anyone will be disappointed with this movie. It was it no, was fresh and good. I no, really enjoyed they, it. They, they won't. This one. This one's going to be a classic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, let's move on to um, the automatic pick of the week, Scott. Fortunately, I got to do this, Mister Harrigan's fault. It's a story about this young kid who on his own, it's not because he's punished or anything like that. The kid's a little different than the jocks and that at school. He goes over to the home of Mr. Harrigan, Donald Sutherland. And Donald Sutherland is this cranky old guy. And he goes over and he reads to him. And they develop a bond of friendship. Nothing weird or anything. It's just he enjoys having the kid come over and he makes the kid read classic literature. So the kid's learning a lot and the kid enjoys it because Mr. Harrigan is very nice to him. Um, you know, he advises him. They become, they become friends and almost like a, you know, master student and Mr. Harrigan passes away old age, natural. And he leaves, um, he leaves the kid. The kid didn't realize how much he was worth. The kid was doing this just for, because he enjoyed it. 
uh, I think it was $300,000. Eight hundred. Eight hundred. Eight hundred thousand. Oh, and before that, the he was an old crotchety guy, and he buys Mr. Harrigan a cell phone. And the scenes where he's teaching Mr. Harrigan, you know, because Mr. Harrigan is a businessman. I'm not going to use this, but you can check the stock market on it, you know, and... I did find it kind of funny how Mr. Harrigan, who hated technology, would like start getting so involved in the technology he wasn't listening to the kid when he was reading. So when Mr. Harrigan dies at the funeral, the kid puts the cell phone in Harrigan's pocket as his way of, you know, letting him have something with him. And that night he's very lonely, he's very upset, so he sends a text to the cell phone, Mr. Harrigan, I really miss you, I wish you were here. A few minutes later, he gets a response. So, and dun, from, dun, dun. yeah, and from there the movie continues, and you're not really sure if it's a coincidence, if it's hacking, if it's supernatural, and unfortunately, I did not like this movie. The acting, don't get me wrong, the acting was good. Donald Sutherland, I don't care what he does. Donald Sutherland is good in it. Cinematography was great. But as a supernatural ghost story, it fell flat on its face. And as a movie of like um, on Golden Pond, you know, a movie about the crotchety old man and the young kid, you know, bonding together and, you know, helping each other and move them along. It fell on its face because of the the poor supernatural aspect of it. I got to admit, I'm sorry, guys. I think this was one of the most boring movies we've seen this year. And I know, wow. I'm gonna, I know, I'm going to get torn apart by that from from Hadley. Do you want to go, Hadley? Yeah, let me go. First off, let me say again, it's like Scott and I watch different movies. <laughs> <laughs> one. I'm not going to say it was a great movie. I'm going to say that it was not a bad movie. Um, it was not what I was expecting it to be, and it had all the elements that it could have been. So it was kind of a letdown in that regard. But um, the one of the things to me that was so beautiful about this, and like I said, uh, yeah, I said beautiful, was the de development of the friendship between this little boy and this old crotchety man. But then also the minute that he gave Mr. Harrigan that phone, you saw the grips of technology just kind of corrupting who he was. So I was thinking, oh, it's going to get real here. And Mr. Harrigan's going to be on the other side and he's going to be all evil because he's been corrupted by the town text <laughs> messaging. <laughs> no, that's not how it went. But um, it could have. It very possibly could have. But no, um, it, it wasn't. It didn't get spooky like that. But it was more about the Mr. Harrigan very clearly tells the little boy from the get-go about all of the terrible things about technology when he gets the phone yeah. and you mean they can't charge you you, you mean this is free <laughs> well and i mean it was just you kind of see you know well yeah he you know he was kind of right on to something there um 
and so it was really interesting and like I said, it had some it had some creepy overtones. To me, this was like those that gothic literature that you read when you were like in the, you know, in junior high. It was, you know, like something you read in a school book. It wasn't scary, but it was um intense in, in some ways. enough to make you uncomfortable but not enough to scare you because you don't want to scare the children and that was kind of how I took this and like I said it it wasn't it it wasn't an A plus this this isn't a five star but it was very well done and for someone who I mean it was worth watching I felt like I didn't feel like I lost time there's been many that we've watched and sat through that I think oh my god uh, it's two, two hours of my life I'll never get back I didn't feel that I I, I felt um, that I was entertained and that it was it was a well done movie, but it just wasn't the horror that I was looking for. The horror. Yeah. I mean, it's Halloween, man. I want something scary. And so I did not find that, but I did find that it was entertaining and I will never, ever, ever hear Tammy Wynette sing Stand By Your Man Again and not get a little bit creeped out. So there I go. That's I'm done, Alan. It's your turn. Um, I there's a point Tina and I were sitting there watching this, and I was in my mind, I was thinking, this is well written and well acted. And she she said right after I thought that, she said, "Hey, this is the acting. This is really good. The writing's really good." And I thought that's the same thing I was thinking. It up to a point, it was drawing the kid in with Donald Sutherland and their friendship was great. I mean, it was it was a natural progression. Even the kid with his dad, you know, his dad was just widowed and their relationship. I mean, that was it was kind of organic, you know, and it was it was interesting. And then it turned into a supernatural thing. And like Scott said, it kind of. It was good on the heartwarming part, but then it stopped. Yeah. And then you had this weak ass supernatural part. Because you thought, oh, man, this, the kid's going to get evil and start doing all this, you know, and that and getting revenge on all these people because of what was going on, you know. And it really didn't. I mean, he kind of did in a way, but then he regretted everything. And it, But didn't you think that was nice to see? Oh, yeah. Those people had it coming. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, it was nice to see someone do something and regret it. Oh yeah, it was no, nice no. To, because we don't normally get that, you know. Cause you, yeah, because you wanted to like the kid. The kid was likable, but the kid didn't do anything. He just he just punched the bully when the bully was giving him a tough time. Well, yeah, he the was, bully the bully thing. Uh, Harrigan went on his own, but he did call him oh, yeah. on the drunk driver, you know, and say, "Hey, I want him dead." Yeah, you know. Um, and the relationship. Well, I, okay, go ahead. Oh. Oh, uh, before I lose it, Scott, that the uh, relationship between him and the teacher was kind of weird. Didn't it get when they were like real close talking and the way she was looking at him and he's looking at her? I thought so, too. Yeah, it kind of creeped me out. Like, are we going to have a third story going on here? (laughs) See, I just thought I took that as she understood him and she reached out to him that he was the special student. You know, he was the smart one, and she was there for him to support him. Not that she wanted to 
make an X-rated, you know, MILF teacher movie with him. But I kind of... <laughs> Scott yeah, I, knows all about that. He's got yeah. a big word. He had that one on. Yeah. He had that one in the you chamber should, ready to go. You should <laughs> see the video cabinet beside me. Um, I don't know. You know, I kind of like the fact, you know, they set it up very well. The kid was an idiot. The kid was drunk. The kid was rich. The kid was getting away with it. Everybody was letting him off the hook. You know, this whole thing about, oh, you're privileged. Don't worry that you wiped somebody out, you know, crippled the other guy. But, yeah, it was kind of after he did it, you know, made, you know, made the request, and then he felt guilty about it. Well, I like when the guy got sentenced, the drunk driver got sentenced to uh, the sanitarium or whatever. The clinic mm. rehab and you saw that smirk on his face yes and you're like okay this guy's gonna die yeah. it, it, but it like like i said the beginning was really was good it oh, was yeah. it was like a stand by me type of you know this was a stephen king short story i don't know if you guys knew that or not i don't know, <laughs> I didn't know that yeah it was they had it in the end credits so i mean all that part was your standard stephen king you know growing up in a small town crap that he always writes well you know i thought about that when it was in maine yeah wow. i thought yeah. about oh, i was surprised it in a stephen king I yeah it was. it's based on a short story and so that part was all, that part was all good. but like you know the supernatural part just didn't hold its own on it and like you said Hadley, it wasn't scary you know um and that's what we want this time of year we want scary this is more of a human interest uh, growing, the kid was growing up into being the person he's going to be. And he actually proved to be a good person at the end, you know, because he didn't want to, he didn't want, he could carry, he very easily carry this on, you know, and, and Harrigan's kind of not a bad person we thought he was either, you know, with the text that he was sending him when he, when he figures them out, you know, so it, it had its good parts. It did, but it is a super slow, non-scary, had some intense creep elements, but just, it, it wasn't, it, had, it didn't it get had, there. It had potential. It did. No, it I did. agree. I agree. And I enjoyed, I I did like this movie. I, I did for what it was. It wasn't the movie I thought it was going to be. The only um, thing with the, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. The only thing with the creep potential was the way they built it for the first hour and 10 minutes. If it had gotten horribly scary, it would have completely changed the whole idea of the movie. Right. You know, that's why it was like it started as a great, and like I said, I used the on golden pond, the old guy and the young kid bonding and getting each other through. But then it shifted to this really g-rated paranormal stuff yeah it it didn't even the gore there wasn't even any gore no in it you know and in that the kid that was the bad guy he was weird he was i, I kept yeah i thinking, just felt sorry for him i was you like did. What you doing, <laughs> well, you sorry, which kid no the the creepy kid oh he, you know, he, he had just, like he, a little breakout, and yeah. you know, he just he he just needed he needed to have something to fix that. He would have been better. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, was, you, oh, go ahead, Scott. You know the actor that was really good in this. He played the role perfectly. Was the bully? 
Yeah. Well, he was, he played it weird. I mean, if I, I felt if the main character would stop eyeballing him all the time, the guy wouldn't even notice him. But the yeah. kid would always eyeball that bad guy. He'd be over there and the kid would be just like, you know, and it's like, don't look at him, man. And he'd come over. <laughs> Are you looking at me? Yes, I am. I just he, felt bad for him. Oh, you did. It was weird. I, the bully? Yeah, mm -hmm. the bully I thought was weird. Like a weird dude. <laughs> See, I almost got the impression with the bully that he was bullied at home. Oh, that's what it seemed no, like. No, he just yeah. seemed, like I said, it was sad. He, it, The way that it came across to me was that this kid was very insecure and he was looking, he was looking for someone to bully because he was, you know, in the pecking order. Yeah. And it, 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 it seemed like sometimes he didn't want to hurt him, you know, but he did, you know, but it's like, I don't know. Well, yeah. There was some, well, he gave him the phone back. I was surprised yeah, about I, that. I was too. I was too, you know, and the kid, the main character, that kid, he was in it. He was the main character in it, I think. Oh, okay. oh speaking yeah. of, you know, um, Pet Cemetery, the um, the new what one, is it? the new one's coming out. Are y'all gonna watch it? I, I might know. watch it. I, I, I'm gonna wait on The Exorcist though because I've heard that is getting horrendous reviews. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw previews for Pet Cemetery and it looks really good. I'm going to admit something here that's going to get me banned from this show. I've never seen the full version of Pet Cemetery. Really? The, one the original with one with Fred Gwynn yeah. and that. No. I saw that at the theater when I was in the 10th, well, no, 11th grade with my then boyfriend. Oh, I bet that was scary. Hooker Burton. Yep. It was scary. <laughs> He knew what movie to pick. That's for yeah. sure. It was a bunch of us that win. I think I picked it. Um, I always like the horror. I, I love that. But I read that book, and that book was, you know, Church the Cat. They never do the book justice in all the the mm -mm. sequels. But man, that little that little baby with that switchblade. Yeah. And the and the the baby getting ran over by the diesel truck. Oh, oh that was yeah. the worst that part was, about it. Yeah. That was horror. That's horror right there. It's like, ugh. I just know I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. I don't want to be buried. <laughs> That's the Ramones, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's good. That and um, the KKK took my baby away. <laughs> I used to have that cassette and play it on my way to and from school. Yeah. KKK took my baby away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can't forget Rock and Roll High School. Oh, yeah. Rock, rock, rock. rock, rock, rock. Yes. In the movie they made with PJ Souls. Yeah. Yeah. That was Boy, wasn't she in Halloween? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. She was the blonde whose boyfriend gets stuck up to, in the kitchen. She had her little hair in the pigtails. Yes. <laughs> well, what are, what are we going to give this, this one, uh, Abby? I think I'm probably going to give it a 3.75. All right. Scott? It wasn't, it wasn't oh. a four. I'm being extremely more generous because of what you guys said. I'm giving it a 1.5. <laughs> all right, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. 
I'll give it a 3.5. It's not one I would watch again, but it did have some good writing and acting in it, but it's not a, it's not a horror movie. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to hate yourself for watching it. You're not going to feel like you, you lost time, (laughs) but I mean, you're, you're, it's not, it was not for the season for sure. Yeah. I didn't feel like I wasted my time, but. Though I have to say, I'm going to, I'm so excited about, um, that movie I told y'all about earlier today was what did I call it? Silent Night with um, oh, yeah. Joel Kinnerman and directed by John Woo. John Woo, yes. Have I am you, looking have forward. Have y'all watched the previews yet? Not yet. I am so looking forward to this Christmas to watch the one we did. We watched last year. What was it? Violet Night. Oh yeah, yeah. With the Nordic Viking Santa Claus. That's streaming free all over the place right now. I like oh, it. I gotta find, I gotta find it and yeah. download it. It's on a bunch yeah, of platforms right now. It's getting time for thanks um, Thanksgiving too, or turkeys. I've already picked the worst I've Thanksgiving got... movie ever. So, have you seen that new? There's a new Thanksgiving horror movie out. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I think it's uh, Eli Roth. Oh, that, I'm gonna watch it. I think, I think it's actually from that um, trailer that he made. Finally, they're going to make that make into a movie, or it's made into. A oh, movie. the trailer from the um, Death Proof and- from Grindhouse. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I, I believe I haven't delved into it, but I've seen it floating around. So. Well, this Silent Night movie um, is directed by John Woo, and the producers are the same people who did John Wick. And it looks, which y'all know, I'm a huge John Woo fan, so I'm I'm really excited about that. So if it's if it's streaming around Christmas, we will be watching it right. if I can find it. Well, speaking of John Wick, have you been uh, catching up on the Continental? I saw the first two episodes. I'm getting ready mm-hmm. for the third. What about you? Oh yeah, I'm I'm where you're at. Uh, it's okay. Would you get us set up to do a panel on anything? If you want to, it seems like people are kind of like. I don't hear any big buzz about it. Have you? Not about it, but um, there's other stuff that's coming out that we could do. Yeah, we should. I, I was there's thinking. A, what was there something that looked really good that's coming out? Oh, here we go. Tony says release date November seventeenth uh, for Thanksgiving, directed by oh. Eli Roth. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't imagining it. I thought I was for a minute. Oh, the fall of the house of uh, the fall of the house of Usher. Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That will be a good one to do a panel on. (laughs) It will either suck or it will be great. (laughs) So maybe not a panel. Yeah, we got to find something to to do a panel on. Definitely something that's catchy. I don't know if if the Continental is or not. It just I haven't heard anybody really. You know, going, oh, I loved it. That was great. I'm I'm not in love with the Continental. Are you? No, it's it's watchable. Well, it's watchable because you want to know the backstory to John Wick. But Mm -hmm. other than that, I mean, I'll I'll just tell y'all what I think about it. Um, Since Scott hasn't watched it, and I know he doesn't have time for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Scott, I'm just going to say... It let me down in regards to um, Ian McShane's character. It does. 
it the guy doesn't even i mean there's been a couple times he sounds like him for a minute but, but he no. you know he doesn't it, it he does not have the magic that is ian mcshane he doesn't he doesn't speaking of ian mcshane I was on watching Tubi the other day, and they had this old series called The Fantastic Voyage from the mid-70s. Ian McShane played a pirate captain on it. Oh. I'm watching it, and he comes out, and I'm like, holy shit, that's Winston from uh, John Wick. And uh, he had a big role in that episode. I'm thinking he probably thought, is this the height of my career? Right here, some cheesy sci-fi series. But that was funny to see him young, you know, and... Uh, he wasn't as gravelly voiced. The fantastic. Yeah. Now that wasn't based on the the movie, was it? No, it's where they land on this island in the Bermuda Triangle, and all these different times, time zones are there. Wow. And there's pirates, aliens, uh, shipwreck <laughs> people. It's it was made in '77, I believe, and wow. ran a season. And they made a movie, comp uh, compressed it together, made a movie out of it. Not worth watching. At all. Well, we and do neither, have on December 1st the, the new Godzilla movie coming out. Well, and there's going to be a series about Godzilla on yeah. yep. um, Apple TV? Apple? Yes. Apple yep. TV. It's a prequel to all the other Monarch yeah. movies. Yeah, this was the, with the Monarch company, right? So what sounds terrible, Max? The yeah. Godzilla minus zero? Continental. The, the Continental or... The Continental is not terrible. It is just not John Wick. It's not. It's. It could have been something else. It could that's be something what, else. That's yeah. what Ash said. He says it's all right, but it's doesn't meet the state. Though he did like he did like the background story to John Wick. The background story about how John Wick you know, became involved with Ian McShane and how he eventually became the assassin. Wasn't John, isn't a kid in there who's John Wick? No, no, he's too no. young. He's then I'm going to have to talk to my brother-in-law and see if he's been drinking again. Yeah, he's too young. It, 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 he's it, talking it, about the brother. Yeah, it's uh, Ian McShane and his brother and then Go Mona. The brother is written to explain why Ian McShane's character had that soft spot for John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. And the actually the brother's a better character than his, but best character of the show. Yeah. But him and the wife, she's crazy and I love her. Yeah. I mean there's some good killing in it. Uh it's 70s New York, you know, they they capture it pretty well. They over overdo it, but it looks great. That part's all fun. But it's just not if you're there's looking to Oh, go ahead, Heavy. There's too many characters. Yeah, there is. There There's is. too many characters to, to fill out in three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you're looking to see John Wick, you know, ish, it's not really John Wick ish. It's got ties to it. It's got the Continental. It's got the, the high table, you know, the coins that they use, but it's just not. I don't know. It doesn't I, feel like a dead cow. Let, let, yeah. me, let yeah. me explain this. So y'all know that like my book that I was going to write that there had to be a backstory to it. And then I started writing it and there had to be a backstory to it. And that's the story that I wrote. That's the continental. <laughs> <laughs> it's the back three backstories back from John Wick. Yeah. Um, it's because somebody had to put the nails in the coffin, I guess. Um, 
to, well, but it doesn't it doesn't have any of the magic that makes John Wick John Wick. No. Mona. And they did have those weird twins. You mean the ones from The Shining? No, these were weirder. Yeah. Mona, if you love Godzilla movies, they are releasing Godzilla 2000 on November 1st in select theaters. The original Japanese version, it's in subtitles. Um, so if you want to go see it, Go get your tickets now. I hear it selling. I already got it for me and my nephew. So we're going to go see that. Cool. Cool. Just doing a public service. Thank you. That The series looks good. And finally, someone's using Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell as <laughs> the same character. Awesome. <laughs> I just hope Kurt Russell isn't sitting in a little shack somewhere with a blow-up doll drinking whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Right. We all suspect each other. <laughs> Speaking of bad movies, I watched. Um, y'all are y'all are gonna die when I tell you what I watched last night. Um, Fast and Furious, like fifteen, whatever the latest one is. I watched is that it. the one where they where he turns the torpedo or whatever with his hand? That's coming. out. I don't this is the one that he drives his car down the dam. I, I stopped at number three. Oh, it was just on Peacock and Peacock was on, so it was streaming. Um are, are they speaking of or? Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell apparently was in at some point one of the movies I did. I've seen like That's two right. of the movies and this is the third. So I don't That's know right. what's happened in between. He is in he is in those. There's a bunch of people in those. They get everybody. Well, this had Charlize Theron in it. It had um, Mrs. Marvel or Captain Marvel, whatever her name is, Brie Larson. It had John Cena, Jason Momoa, who apparently was have having a a moment during the filming of this movie. Um, It was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't bad. I was entertained. There was lots of cars built blowing up and fast cars. And I figure if I'm ever laid up, like with pneumonia and can't ride or that, I'm just gonna like go through that series. What Good I've been watching, what I've been watching the past couple of weeks are old B grade monster and horror movies from the 40s and 50s. Yeah, I've been catching up on Yellowstone. Uh, that's what I've been watching. I've been thinking about Yellowstone. I, I I don't know what they're gonna do, you know. But I've been getting. I'm tired of Taylor Sheridan. He's in so many of those episodes, running these horses to a complete stop, and I'm getting bored of that. That's a thing, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's people that love that, but I I'm like, okay, I saw it once. Please stop. Those horses, I mean, they had, there was one horse they had on there that, like, they, the people that own the horse, I know horse stuff, so so I'm sorry, I'll have to tell you all this. It was, I want to say, like, the two seasons back, it was this real expensive horse that they donated a bunch of money to something and won having the horse on the show. So that was, like, one of those horses that he showed that they came, oh. they brought out there to look at. It was the the one that's like silver or something. Is it's that like Metallica? 
Is yeah, that it's a, that's a real horse, and it's a real expensive horse. And I think they, they won some kind of probably silent auction thing to do that. Yeah, he, yeah, 666 Ranch, yeah. Actually, I think they're going to make a spinoff of that ranch. They're supposed to. Yeah. 666 Ranch, <laughs> where you'll never get to leave. <laughs> it's Texas, you're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me any hate mail for that i i have nothing against texas <laughs> you better not you know they're they have more tigers as pets in texas than they have wild in the rest of the world really i would no. think that'd be florida nope. <laughs> no texas. no texas no florida is just known for its gators <laughs> and snakes yeah, they've got um Komodo dragons in or monitor lizards or something down in Florida now. It's like I never want to go to Florida. Yeah, which I'm going next week or the next week. I'm going on the 15th to Florida. Well, bring your snake repellent. I know, right? Good night, everybody. Hey, hey buddy. Hi. He's growing up. Yeah, he's getting old. <laughs> he's getting old. We were playing that Ask Alexa stuff today. I saw him in his fancy hat. I didn't know what that meant. Well, he, he asked Alexa, how big is his papa? You know, and Alexa's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Six-year-old, you know, the things they ask Alexa. Anyway, anyway you better bring some snake uh, repellent there with you. I know, right? It's some Florida man repellent. That, that's what I was going to say. I'm taking, but... I'm taking Jennifer with me. No telling what could happen. <laughs> And she was it's, never seen again. It's you know, you cannot say you've experienced the Florida experience until the two of you get drunk and go to a Waffle House at 3 a.m. Nah, no, I live in Mississippi, and my friend Christine, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone read my book, Dawnbreaker, there's a scene in it where that someone is singing Purple Rain, and that was us. At 3 a.m. in the Waffle House in downtown Jackson. Uh, that's one of the few things I really miss about Florida, Waffle House. Yeah. The awful waffle. We went to one in Nashville. That's pretty good. Hey. We are the weird people, Mike. <laughs> and whatever you do, don't go to the villages because I don't want to read about any of you and any of you and Jennifer's sexcapades. No, I'm going for work and she's going to see her friend. So um, we, um, my organization is getting a big donation. So someone from us had to go and I'm the person that gets to go. So every time, every time I see a story in the news about, you know, some couple doing something and getting caught doing something perverted sexually outdoors, I, I say to myself, villages and nine out of ten times is that the senior citizen place yes i saw a video on that one day and it was saying that they had like a a, like std breakout there highest std rate in florida my my ex-wife allison was a nurse and she looked that up they got the highest std rate and it's all old folks too it's like yes yeah um what are we? What, what's next week? I sent y'all a card so y'all could just keep it on your phone and next look. Next week is Forest of Death, and I picked a Woods movie, the original Cabin Fever. Cool. Cool. Good. 
Hopefully, I know cabin fevers. I've seen that. So be all right. I'm sorry, the cat and the dog. Are... That's all right. I got. I got my. I got my own pet running around there. <laughs> all right, kids. Just before well, we go, can I just say this weekend, seventh and eighth October, Salem Haunted Happenings. Um, it's go to it. Period. It's fun. It's it's absolutely great. But if you are in the Salem area, swing by New England Horror Writers. The New England Horror Writers Group has a tent there. There'll be several of us selling books, and I will be selling and autographing the Tatiana books. Cool. They're gonna have a good time. I hope to. Yeah, you will. Unless it rains, it's outdoors. <laughs> I'm melting. You'll find out who the witches are, right? Because they'll be melting. <laughs> well, they are gonna be in Salem, so yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Anybody got anything to say? Yeah. Alan, what you working on? Uh, I'm nothing. I mean, I'm nothing really. I've got nothing to pass on right now. And all sorry, right. let me jump in. Next Friday, Chronicles of Paul 3 comes out. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I wish I had Scott's energy to write. Right? <laughs> Oh, I need to start. Right. That's one reason I'm taking, I'm taking a break from everything, but y'all. You yes, would if you I stayed would. up till four in the morning. <laughs> I got to work. I got to be up. All right, kids. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. We wish Mr. Restucci a speedy recovery and hope yes. to have him back next week. Yeah. Um, and other than that, y'all tune in for weird awakenings tomorrow night it will be going live at 7 p.m central time that is 8 p.m eastern what's it about tomorrow i'm not sure okay <laughs> all right well good night everybody uh, witches they're doing witches oh witches Ooh. Ooh. oh oh i to get on that show yes and this is one witch that will not be there so i will oh. probably try and tune in but that'll be it but love you guys, and y'all know what to do. Stay weird. Stay weird. Bye. 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 Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.